The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The scribes who had come from Jerusalem said of Jesus, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by this prince of demons he drives out demons. Summoning them, he began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. That is the end of him. But no one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. Amen, I say to you, all sins and all blasphemies that people utter will be forgiven them. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an everlasting sin. For they had said, he has an unclean spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, I'm tempted to say, you know, um, uh, any number of Gospels are uh, self-explanatory, you know, and, <laughs> and this is one of them. So I'm out, you know, not even going to try. No, this is, it's, it's a challenging one. It's a, it's a really uh, kind of twisted up uh, Gospel passage, and, and we should expect that uh, because, you know, here comes the accusation uh, that, uh, that Jesus is Beelzebub, that he is Beelzebul, and um, he's the prince of demons, and even he's the Satan, right? He's the accuser. Um, we, see, we see another word used, the devil, as the diabolane, the scatterer. Um, but this is, these are the accusations being, thrown, uh, being uh, made against Jesus, and those are some pretty dark accusations. So I think when we descend into the, into the realms of um, what we might say is the mysterium iniquitatis, then we're, we're likely to kind of lose a good bit of our orientation. Uh, it's, it's interesting the way that Jesus uh, handles himself in this, in this scene and, uh, and comes back against um, his opposition. Of course, um, the, uh, the scribes want, to, uh, want this label to stick on Jesus. If, if it does, then, of course, he can't lead Israel's renewal movement. He's doing something completely different. Um, and, yet he, and yet he's going to point out to them, he's not going to come back um, at least uh, in, in a kind of direct manner and say, um, no, you're wrong. But he's going to say, okay, well, let's assume that what you're saying is right. If you're right, then uh, the kingdom of the Satan is, or, is being toppled anyway. Right? So if, if what you're saying is right, that, um, that I have a demon, or that here we see the, the real charge at the end, he has an unclean spirit. So he himself has a disfiguring spirit. He's, he's leading Israel astray. He can't, he can't get the project and, and God's plan right. Yeah, so if what you're saying um, about me is right, still, we're all in, we're all in pretty good shape here because um, the Satan is now divided against himself. So his, his kingdom is, is crumbling in, in our midst. So he says that to them. Then he's going to come back and, and, uh, and give this, this parable about uh, the this, this strong man. And already Jesus has been um, referred to as the strong man in this gospel. John the Baptist says, a man stronger than I is coming. And so, we, and so Jesus uh, you know, can use this, this language uh, for himself with a, with a better witness than, uh, than the one is uh, provided here. Uh, but this is kind of like, um, this is somewhat uh, symbolic 
language that, that he's using. So this is the speaking to them in parables uh, about which uh, Mark has, has referenced in this, in this particular par um, passage. So who would say, right, um, Jesus is, uh, is the strong man. He has is, he is tied up the devil. He's tied up the Satan. And he's done that in his victory over him in the wilderness, right? The, um, we all know the, te the temptations of Jesus. This is, his, this is his victory that enables him, well, he, this is victory over, his initial victory over uh, the dark forces, his initial victory over the disfiguring forces of sin and death, and yes, uh, over, over the Satan, over the devil himself, and that allows him to begin the implementation of God's kingdom, right? He, he has tied up the strong man, and now he's plundering his house. Jesus is plundering the house of, of the Satan. And then, and then, okay, so, and this is now the kingdom of God is coming about. What does it say? Say something like, uh, Jesus is an opportunist. I mean, it's like the wrong connotation probably. But Jesus is, Jesus is ready to advance the kingdom of God wherever, yeah, wherever it's, wherever it's possible, wherever there's an opportunity, he's ready to advance the kingdom of God. That's uh, perhaps something for us to consider, whether it's in our lives or in our world. Right? Jesus is standing at the ready to, take, to, uh, to, to make the most out of the opportunity presented to him. Will we give him any opportunity to advance his rule in us and also through us? Will we allow, will we allow him opportunity to, um, to, to show his power, to show that he, he is the strong man who has now not only uh, tied up the devil, he's, he's really defeated him, uh, certainly in, in his cross and resurrection. He, here, comes the, here comes the trouble, though. Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will, will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of everlasting sin. This, is, this is, uh, sounds particularly perilous, right? Because we know that when we, turn to, when we turn to God, seeking his forgiveness, he forgives us. Uh, we, we know that. So what is, when, we, when we stumble across a, an unforgivable sin, you know, what, what are we looking at? Of course, the, the, um, if I can condense the, the really kind of uh, rich uh, exploration, I think, of, of this particular, uh, uh, at least the doctrinal implications of, of what is said here, uh, that uh, blas blasphemy against the Holy Spirit cannot be forgiven. If I can condense all the different strands of, of Catholic thought, I'd say something like, uh, the, these are sins that are not repented of. And I think that's, I don't know, it's something that we have to grapple with, right? It's like, so sins that I'm, that I'm aware, so you have to be aware of them, right? Sins that I'm aware of, but I'm not repenting of. All this means is, I think, uh, for us, for the faithful, for those of the household of the faith, we have to uh, allow the Lord to, to reveal to us our, our sinfulness, and we have, to, we have to bring it to him with a true spirit of repentance. We want, what does it mean? It means we want to go God's way. It's not that we want to feel sorry. We want to feel badly about what we've done in the rest. Yeah, we, of course, that's, that's fine, and it's salutary. It works for our, it works for our healing. Uh, but, but what we really want is to go God's way in every aspect of our lives. We don't want little parts of ourselves going in, in this direction and that direction, running opposite to, running opposite to God. So, and, and anything that we're aware of, where we are moving in a direction opposite to God, we want to bring to Him. Because otherwise, those sins are not forgiven. We haven't brought them to Him for forgiveness. Anyway, that's the kind of condensing the, 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 the Catholic thought of the, of the thing. But here, more so in this passage, uh, what do we see? We see that the work of God that Jesus is doing, these people say, is the work of the devil. That's, that's going to put you in a very, very bad position, right? And I think it's not just here in this passage. 
It's also some of the work in the, uh, in, of the church in the world, and it's places where Jesus is taking opportunity to advance the kingdom of God, and, and people are stepping back and saying, that's not very good. You know, this is not, this is not the right thing to be doing. This is not, right? because what's, or, or even, even more, to, to see those things and say, you know, those, the, those are the works of the devil, right? Those are the works of the other, the other guy, uh, because then what is it going to do? All it does paint us into a corner, right, where we say we, we can't go near any of that stuff. We can't be involved in any of that stuff because that's the work of the devil. Yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a lot going on. I, we can talk about it if you feel the need to talk about it afterwards, but I think this, I think this is all uh, very important. Also, I think what's important is this. The passage, I think, sets up quite nicely for, um, for really our, the 50th uh, anniversary, sad, of um, you know, the, the decision of, of Roe v. Wade. And, and I think, why, 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 why would I say that? It's because, again, uh, Jesus will take every opportunity he can to advance the kingdom of God. And we can look at that unjust ruling that has now been overturned. I don't know what, we're likely to feel any number of things about it. Because there's a, and there's a lot of, I think, emotional and um, uh, maybe, I don't know if I'd say psychic, so, social baggage that, that we have accrued over the course of 50 years around this thing. And I think even its overturning in that sense doesn't, it doesn't then free us from the burden of, of, what, we've, uh, of what we've been carrying and, and all the rest. I, all I want to say is this, that the, the cause is still, right, the cause of life. And we, and we all ought to be uh, making, of, how does it, making ourselves, um, uh, opening, opening ourselves to Jesus in, this, in the space of advancing God's cause, no, no matter where we are. So, that, so that there are still, there remain to be opportunities uh, that, that God wants to take advantage of to advance his cause. And so I think this is one of the things that, that we have to um, get straight in our in our heads as well i think all too often we we boil this thing down to like the the petty political skirmishes of of our day and this is this is not one of those issues the the cause of life is simply not one of those issues it demands it demands our attention whole and entire and it demands the giving of our whole lives right in service of god who is the god of life so where is, where is there not life today? Where, so where, where are those places? And I don't know if we, if we can identify them, great, because these become then the opportunities that, that God wants to take advantage of, that Jesus wants to take advantage of, to push us into that space and say, you know what, there's a whole bunch of death over there. Why don't you get in there, right? You're a person of life. You're recreated, right? You're, you're newly created in, in the resurrection power, that, that God is breathing into you, you get in there and bring that place to life. Like this, and this is God whose, whose own life of love has conquered death. So I don't, I'm not hearing the kind of, um, I, I don't know, uh, kind of hyper-parochial, um, partisan, uh, petty po- politics of our day. I'm just not hearing it there. We've all got a lot of work to do, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle we sit on. You all happen to sit on the left today. Okay, fine. So be it. But you still, you're not excused from working for the cause of life. Right? I don't know. You, you're on the left. Yeah? No. <laughs> anyway. This is, 
I'm not getting into that, okay? I'm not getting into that. You're, we're, all giving our, we're all giving our hearts and lives over to Jesus. And no matter where he calls us as people of life, the whole body has to go. The whole body has to celebrate and support and sustain. It's just, it's just the way it is, right? I mean, we, we might think ourselves um, accountable to certain political ideologies. My friends, we're accountable to Christ Jesus beyond any beyond any kind of party delineation. We're accountable to Christ. We're accountable to the God of life. So where, do, where are the places that we're not willing to go in order to serve? Where are the places that we're not, we're not willing to go to, to allow God to make use of us to bring his love to life and to lift up his fallen world? Right? This, is, this is what he wants to do. And we simply have to give ourselves to him. Jesus is who he, Jesus is who he says he is. He's enacting God's healing agenda. He's bringing to life God's kingdom of holiness and justice. Jesus is doing it. He's not the Satan, and we know it. So we have no excuse at all for not following him. And that's our task. We allow, today we allow him to stir, stir our hearts and our minds to see what must be done. And then we pray for, for the strength and the sustenance we need to do it.